a master's degree in special education with a focus in educational therapy, and a bachelor's degree in English. She has been working with students who have learning disabilities and de developmental disorders for over 18 years in both a private practice and within the classroom. Dr. Croner is a professional member of the Association of Educational Therapists. She also has completed a dissertation titled Childhood Vaccinations, the Development of an Educational Manual. After SB 277 passed mandating vaccines in California, Dr. Croner took charge of the SB 277 referendum for all of Los Angeles County. She also runs the Facebook groups Save California Charter Schools and California Against Mandated Vaccines. Dr. Croner has been very active in fighting vaccine legislation and makes it a point with, to meet with senators and congressmen in both Sacramento and Washington, D.C. In her free time, she has enjoyed coaching a special needs baseball team and actively organizes rallies and marches, working on fighting for parental and children's rights against restrictive legislation in California. Thank you so much, Dr. Shannon Croner. Hello, everyone. Uh, First, I just want to say thank you so much to Brittany for this opportunity. She is a superwoman. She called me back in January and we had never met or spoken. And she said, you know, what do you think about this idea? We spent over an hour and a half on the phone and right away I knew this is something I want to be involved in. So thank you, Brittany, for this. And she did this throughout the whole nation. We have, I think it's like 25 cities doing the same march today. So I'm from California where we have the strictest vaccine laws in the nation. There are only two other states with, uh, that have taken away religious exemptions and personal belief exemptions. And I wanna start with a little bit about my own personal story. Now, back in, I guess it was around 2000, I started working with kids with disabilities and mainly autism. And I heard story after story about vaccine injuries. And parents would come to me and show me the before videos and the after videos. This was my child at their first birthday and they were making eye contact and they were, you know, had a few words. And then this is my child at their second birthday after a series of shots and they had lost their speech and were not making eye contact any longer. And so I kept hearing these stories over and over again, but they, you know, I became passionate about it, but it didn't really seem to apply to my life personally because I was not a mother yet. And so, but I was still passionate about it. Then, in 2009, I started my dissertation on, and it was on vaccine choice. Even though we still had vaccine choice in California, I felt that it was really important to create some kind of a manual for parents that helped educate them on the different vaccine schedules that were out there. And during 2009, while I'm writing my dissertation, while I'm researching vaccines, was when I became pregnant with my first child. Now, suddenly vaccines, childhood vaccines applied to my life and I had to figure this out personally. I remember I was 12 weeks pregnant 
2009 was the year of the swine flu. It was on every single news channel, swine flu everywhere. And I went into for a routine uh, blood test and my doctor says to me, we need, it was November, so it's flu season. You need to get the swine flu vaccine and you need to get the flu vaccine. Well, I was already educating myself on vaccines and I knew I did not want the swine flu vaccine because it was so new. So I went in there knowing what I was gonna say, told my doctor, no, I'm sorry, I don't want the swine flu vaccine. It hasn't had enough tests. And I felt like that was a win. He agreed, he said, fine, I understand. Okay, you don't need to get it. But you really should consider the flu vaccine. And we have the preservative free vaccine. So it's really perfectly fine. Little did I know back then that preservative free flu shots does not mean free of preservatives. It actually means that it's got less amount of preservatives. There are still trace amounts of mercury in the preservative free flu shot. Little did I know that the flu shot is a class C drug. That means it has never been tested on any pregnant women. It's never even been the class C flu shots. There's a, several different flu shots. The class C flu shots haven't even been tested on animals. There's uh, one or two flu shots that are class B, which means it's been tested on pregnant mice. Okay, that's it. So I was like, I didn't know this stuff at that time, but I thought preservative free meant good. And it didn't feel good in my gut. It didn't feel good in my heart, but I felt that I had already won the swine flu argument. So now I was gonna accept the flu shot from my doctor. Well. Here I am, I get the flu shot. It doesn't feel right to me, but I got it anyway. And within 48 hours, two o'clock in the morning, I am asleep and I am woken up because I am leaking amniotic fluid, profusely leaking amniotic fluid. And I rushed to the ER and the doctor there, they were very cold, tells me my pregnancy is over. And I was devastated. The next morning I go to my own OB and he says to me, well, we have good news and we have bad news. The good news is there's still a heartbeat. The bad news is you've lost 95% of your amniotic fluid. And he says to me, he's encourages me that I should really consider ending this pregnancy because a baby cannot grow with only 5% of amniotic fluid. But I was not ready to agree to a doctor anymore. I felt that I had to take my life and my child, my unborn child's life into my own hands. So, and I said, you know, if this is gonna happen naturally, if my pregnancy is gonna end naturally, then it ends naturally, but I can't, if there's a heartbeat, I just can't. So a couple days later, I went to um, a specialist a natal specialist, neuronatal specialist. And he tells me the exact same thing. You've lost 95% of your fluid. There's only 5% left. If you continue with this pregnancy, the child is going to grow. He won't be able to breathe on his own. He won't be able to walk. His limbs will be disfigured. 
and you really don't want to have this child. And I said, well, you know, there's still a heartbeat. I'm not ready to let this go yet. I am going to take care of myself. I went home, I did the research. It was at that time that I found out that the flu vaccine during pregnancy causes many, many miscarriages. And I did a ton of research because that's what I do. I love researching. And I found studies in India of where women were in a similar situation, were able to rebuild their amniotic fluid by continuing to be hydrated, like seriously hydrated. So I put myself on bed rest. I hydrated myself, drank tons and tons of uh, electrolyte water. And by 20 weeks, I went back to the doctor. By 20 weeks, the doctor says to me, this is a miracle. You have 100% of your amniotic fluid back. I have never seen this before in all my years of practice. And I said, well, maybe that's because you encourage women who have this same situation to end their pregnancies. It's just so easy for you to say, you know, this is what we do. There's something wrong, end the pregnancy. Well, at that time, 20 weeks pregnant, now, you know, my fluid is back. And we noticed that uh, the baby's knee had been hyperextended because when I lost all the fluid, my amniotic, uh, my uterus had collapsed on the baby. So I went to a whole bunch of other specialists. They all told me, oh, this is genetic. You still need to end the pregnancy, that it's gonna be all of his limbs that are gonna be, there's gonna be a problem. You need to end this. Um, I said, no, I found a, I found an orthopedic pediatric surgeon to look over all of my DVDs, all of my CDs of the ultrasounds. He said, don't worry, we can fix this. My son was born full term, perfectly healthy. He had a dislocated knee. He needed knee surgery at eight weeks old. And that is about all he needed. He's here with me today, he's seven years old. I'll bring him up in a bit. He wants to come up and say a couple words in a bit. But I wanna say the reason why I'm sharing this story is because in California, we don't have a choice anymore about vaccines because if we choose not to vaccinate, our children cannot go to school. We have a Senator in California that I hate. His name is Senator Pan. And I hope you're watching this Senator Pan because I hate you. And let me tell you why. Because you took away our rights as parents. You took away our religious freedom. So it doesn't matter that if our religion says you can't, in, you can't eat pork products, too bad. You have to inject your children with pork products because there's gelatin in our vaccines. And gelatin comes from pork. If your religion says that abortion is wrong, too bad because we have to inject our children with vaccines that are grown in petri dishes made from aborted human aborted fetal tissue i want you to think about that for a second that is right human aborted fetal tissue is in our vaccine that means someone else's dna is actually in our vaccines 
Senator Pan also took away our personal beliefs. So if you do not believe in animal testing, products shouldn't be tested on animals, too bad. Our vaccines are tested on animals all the time. If your personal belief, if your family happens to be vegetarian and avoid animal products, too bad. There are so many animal products in our vaccines and let me just name a few. We have monkey kidney cells in our vaccines. We have chicken embryos in our vaccines. There's a whole bunch of cow parts in our vaccines. This is what we are being forced to put inside of our children in California. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this is because now California has set a standard for the rest of the nation. This year alone, 2017, there has already been 30 states that have introduced vaccine legislation that risks taking away vaccine rights, risks taking away parental rights, which is why we need to stand up. We cannot be bullied anymore. Now, I run this group. As a result of SB 277, I started this group called California Against Mandated Vaccines. The number one question that I get from people is how do we get an exemption? Because doctors in California right now are terrified of giving medical exemptions. They don't wanna risk losing their license. So I've spoken to several doctors who do give medical exemptions and they've given me some tips so what i'm here to do today is to give you these tips to help prepare you because these vaccine mandates are coming for you they are coming for all the states they are coming for the children they are coming for the adults we have adult mandates they are on their way we need to prepare so one of the things that was recommended by several doctors is to create a family tree. And it's not just any family tree. It's a family tree of illnesses. I want you to write down, starting with yourself and your children and your parents and your aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, you are gonna write down all of their illnesses, all the cancers, all the autoimmune diseases, lupus, thyroid problems, diabetes. You are gonna write these down on a piece of paper. You're gonna prepare yourself. Has there ever been a vaccine injury in your family? You write that down. I don't even care if it's something just like your child had a fever, a 104 fever for three days straight. You write that down. You write it all down. If there are any developmental disabilities in your family, you write it down. Autism, if you have learning disabilities in your family, write them down any and just any kind of illness you want that down on paper because our law specifically says that doctors can if there's a family history of illness doctors can consider that when writing a medical exemption now another tip is to take into consideration who your doctor is if you just have your regular pediatrician, they may not be willing to write you a medical exemption. I've heard so many stories of parents being kicked out of the practice. I want you to remember that our doctors, they're getting paid by us. Our doctors work for us. We pay them. 
So if they are not willing to listen to your needs, if they're not willing to listen to what you think is best for your children, you need to fire them. Do not let them kick you out, okay? Go to family practitioners. They are often, they will listen more. Also, um, integrative health medical doctors, they often will listen to your needs and consider, you know, if you want an alternative schedule or you want to avoid vaccines altogether. Another thing that doctors are starting to consider is genetic testing. You can go on 24 and, uh, it's uh, 23andMe, really easy. You sign up, they send you a box, they send you a vial, you spit in it or you have your kids spit in it, send it back and within weeks you get a list of predisposed genetic issues that you may have. Put this in the file. You are going to create a file of your family history's illnesses, your genetic dispositions, okay? And now the most important thing I wanna say is you need to be your own advocate. You need to do your own research. You cannot allow yourself to be bullied and backed into a corner anymore. We need to stand up. We know what's best for our own health and for our children's health way more than any senator or any doctor out there. We have maternal instincts. We know. Parents know what's best for their children. If it feels wrong to you, do not do it. And if they have a problem, you tell them that they're fired and you find someone else. Now, when it comes to your own health, or the health of your children, remember that you are the biggest advocate for your own treatment and care. You need to stand tall, speak up, and don't let yourself be bullied. And I wanna tell you one other thing. So many people, when I talk about this stuff, they use this word anti-vax as if it's a really bad thing. Like, oh, you're this crazy anti-vaxxer. You know what I am? I'm anti-toxin. Because who really wants to be pro-toxin? I don't know anybody who'd want to be pro-toxin. I'm anti-toxin. And there are toxins in our vaccines, and I don't want them in my children or in myself. Now, my son Griffin, my miracle child, he's here today. He wants to come up. He wants to say hi and say something really fast. Come on. My name is Griffin, and please protect your kids from vaccines. Thank you so much.